and welcome to our new podcast. My name is Lisa Childs and I'm here with my husband Brett and we decided to start a podcast because we are doing the 75 hard program. A lot of people have asked us how it's going, what we're doing, what's hard, what's easy and I love listening to podcasts and haven't found really any good 75 hard experience podcast. So we decided that we would just do something fun together and document our experience doing 75 hard. So in this podcast, we will tell you what 75 hard is, our whys, kind of who we are and why we wanted to do it, some of our biggest fears and anxieties about the program. And right now we are at the end of day eight. So we will tell you all about our first week, some of the highs and lows, And then we'll end with a lot of our favorite tips on how to survive the program if this is something that you're considering doing. So without further ado, here we go. So let's start out with what 75 hard is. First and foremost, it's hard. It's meant to change not just your body, but your mind. It's a program designed to really challenge yourself to go above and beyond anything you've done before. It's not a physical or diet challenge. It is a mental toughness challenge. And there are five basic tenets that make up 75 hard. So Brett's going to tell us what those are. What was the guy's name again? Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella. So yeah, the, the five components of 75 hard, one entire gallon of water every day. If you don't drink every ounce, you start over. The other is picking a diet, you know, and it it isn't specific on the diet, but really it's just something that's better than what you're doing now. For me, it's no sugar, no added sugar. I'm I'm definitely going to eat an apple here and there, but picking a diet and and sticking to it with exactness for 75 days, but no cheat day, no alcohol. Another is working out twice a day for 45 minutes. It's two separate sessions. So a total of 90 minutes in two 45-minute blocks. And one of the workouts needs to be outdoor. So that is one of the main components of 75 Heart is one of the 45-minute workouts has to be outdoor, rain or shine, hot or cold. It must be outside. And then on top of that is reading at least 10 pages from a non-fiction book. You know, just one of those kind of self-help books that helps you train your mind, get smarter and and figure out new ways of getting better. And the last one is progress picture. You need to take a progress picture every single day. And I believe that's it. I really like the podcast that Andy Frisella has. He has his own podcast and he explains all the whys of each one of those tenants. So the reason why you have to take a progress picture every day is because it's something really easy and something that's easy to forget. And we think, oh, it's no big deal if I skip it every day. But those are the types of things in our lives that we, I don't know, skip. Or yeah, like if we have things. Yeah, it's like those little small things that we feel are so easy that we can just do whatever. Like it's okay to skip it. But this program is meant to toughen you up mentally. And so you need to stick to the program with exactness. Yeah. And really the outcome is, is just a, a whole top to bottom change in your life, proving to yourself that you can do something that's truly hard for 75 days. I mean, there's countless people that jump into a new diet or a new workout program and they can do it really, really well for one week. I know I've done that probably 20 times, but 
you just have little exceptions, little tiny things like forgetting the progress picture. Ah, I won't go to the gym today. Oh, you know, I'll just have a little treat. And it's those little tiny defeats, you know, where you're just, where you're defeating yourself that truly stop you from progressing into something great. So to recap, it's two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outdoors, one gallon of water, nothing added, a progress picture every day, 10 pages of a nonfiction book, and pick a diet and stick to it. No cheats, no compromises, nothing. And before we get to everything, we're just going to do a quick intro. So first, my name is Lisa. I'm 29 years old, and I'm a cookbook author. I just published my very first cookbook last year, last July, and you can find it on Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. I also run and operate a food website, a food and recipe website, and I host a YouTube channel where I teach people how to have fun and confidence in the kitchen using the right methods and tools. So I love eating, food, cooking, anything that has to do with food. I love... Uh, my two kids, we have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and that's pretty much it with me. I love anything that has to do with food. That's what my world revolves around. Um, but basically, my lifestyle is I'm always working. I'm always taking care of the kids. I'm taking kids to and from activities, and then I'm taking care of our house. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because my mental health has not been super great the last six months. We've been through a lot over... The last six months with just lots of hard things. We all have hard things in life, but this one really sucked. And I felt like my mental health, my physical health really just went downhill. Like I was exercising really consistently and then I just stopped and I just don't feel well. And mentally I was pretty depressed. Um, my body reflected that and I just needed a mindset shift. So that's why I decided to do it. All right. Thanks, babe. We're doing a little Brene Brown there being vulnerable, right? Hello, I am Brett. I am a sales enablement professional. Um, I also absolutely love playing with those two kids that Lisa mentioned earlier. Our son and daughter are just amazing people that make me laugh and smile every day, as well as maybe want to cry sometimes, but 90% of the time, definitely laugh and smile every day. I love being with them. I love doing DIY projects around the house. We built our little garden out front this last year, which has been super fun, building overhead storage in the garage, doing backsplashes. So I really love doing DIY around the house, no matter my skill level, which may not be top notch, but I really enjoy that. I absolutely love eating as well. Lisa has converted me um, trying new restaurants with Lisa is one thing I look forward to so much. And even when we go out of town, 90% of the visit is planned around the food that we go eat. So I have been converted to foodieism. I do not take pictures of every single meal yet, but I do thoroughly enjoy them. Uh, so thank you, babe, for that. Uh, why I am doing 75 hard. So very similarly, to Lisa. Uh, the last six months have been really hard. We've gone through some very, very hard things personally. And one thing that I've found is I'm very, very self-defeating when things aren't going well. I self-sabotage by just eating absolutely terrible foods way late into the night. Uh, Lisa would find me with a 
spoonful of peanut butter and a bag of popcorn at 11.30 p.m. on any given night. And it's just been a coping mechanism of mine. And it's throughout my entire life. I've been very addicted to sugar, very addicted to all the fat and salty foods that are out there. Uh, and I want to prove to myself that I do not need it. I do not need it to be happy. And I can truly hit a higher elevated state of self-discipline and, and self-love if I can overcome this challenge. And so I feel like with this type of a program, I can really be empowered to do that. Okay. So babe, tell us what were some of your biggest fears in starting the 75 hard program? Well, <laughs> as I just explained, being a sugar addict, and I know a lot of people joke and say, oh, I'm addicted to sugar. I'm addicted to des desserts. But I actually believe that's real for me to a point where it's it feels uncontrollable. And so my biggest fear by far was just that cheat day, just when I was feeling really down or if I'm having a hard time at work or if, you know, the kids are particularly hard in a day, that self-medication through candy and sugar and chips, uh, that's, that was something that I absolutely was terrified as we were even thinking about this challenge. So that is my number one fear. The, the rest is just the time commitment. I mean, two 45 minute workouts, it's an hour and a half every day where we already were struggling to <laughs> find even time to say hi to each other sometimes, some days. And so that was something I was absolutely terrified of, but the rest I wasn't too worried about really. I love reading. I love, you know, being well hydrated. I feel like drinking a gallon a day was something I was already doing, if not pretty close to, but those two or just terrifying at first. Mm -hmm. What about you? For me, something that I was the most scared of was failing. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of weird, but I really did not want to, like, I don't want to fail. And it's a really big commitment to say, I'm going to do this for the entire summer. So we started 75 Hard on May 23rd. It was, it was a Monday, which puts our end date at August 5th. And that is a really long time. It's pretty much the entire summer. And, you know, it's going to be hot. It's going to be busy. And I'm just really scared to fail. One of the things that we failed to mention earlier is that if you do not do the program exactly perfectly every single day, if you drink one cup under a gallon of water if you don't take your progress picture if on his podcast he says if you take one chocolate chip if you eat one chocolate chip you're done you're you failed and you have to start over at day one and I was just scared to fail so for me I it's not really an option for me to fail I'm committed but I was definitely scared to fail because that would be really demoralizing too besides that I think the biggest thing was probably like the exercise because I hate I loathe exercise so much and like 30 minutes was like my max before and to do it for 90 minutes a day like yeah that sucks but that was that was pretty much my biggest fear starting out so do you want to talk about our first week now yeah let's do it okay, okay so we just finished day eight it's the end of day eight tell me how you feel Honestly, it was a lot of ups and downs this first week. 
Some things were way easy, just like I thought they would be. Gallon of water, not bad for majority of days, but my gosh, when you happen to be on a busy day, all of a sudden that's the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah, for, for the sure. day. It's it, be, drinking a gallon of water becomes the hardest thing you could ever do, just because your day has been packed top to bottom and you forget. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say roller coaster would be a pretty good descriptor of this week for me. Yeah. Mentally, how do you feel? Um, good. Still a little scared because literally I, I, the, as we were at Chipotle with the kids having our healthy meal, the kids of course had a chocolate milk. And as we were throwing it away, I was in the habit of finishing their food. <laughs> I ended up with a mouthful of chocolate milk that I spit into the garbage. Just reflexively, I was like, oh, there's a little something in here. Let's drink it. Got it in my mouth and went, no, I can't lose five days of progress and spit <laughs> it into the garbage. So, you know, I, I, feel, I feel good that I've been able to get this far, mm -hmm. you know, consistently. Um, but I'm just so nervous of those little tiny slip-ups that still can happen over the next two months Yeah, I, I told you this earlier on our walk today. I literally had a dream last night that I took a bite of a brownie. I chewed it and I swallowed it. And then, like, a couple minutes later, I, I realized what I had done. And I was like, no! <laughs> it was like, this is literally what my nightmares are made of right now, is eating desserts. So we didn't tell you this earlier, but the diet that we picked for ourselves was no sugar, no desserts, no treats. And like Brett said, it's going to be harder for him because he absolutely is like addicted to it mm -hmm. for me i'm like not really addicted to it but like that's why i feel okay with it like i feel okay eating candy every day or like a little treat here and there every night i love ice cream and so like every night you know i'll have like a like not even a scoop like a spoonful of ice cream and that's great but it's like my grazing habit i feel like is not good and like then I'll like binge. And so I realized like this will be a challenge for me because I don't want to limit my carbs. It's like I wanted to do something that was doable and like maintainable but still a challenge. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 So the no sugar thing is still hard. But surprisingly, it's getting easier. Like I feel that each day that goes by, it gets a little easier. The weekends are harder because it's just a little bit less of a structured day. But I'm reading the book Atomic Habits right now, and it literally talks about these techniques of identifying the cues for bad habits. And I've now found myself, as recommended in the book, like pointing at something when I recognize it's a cue and being like, no, <laughs> no, I don't need you. I don't need you. And just that act of pointing and verbalizing, verbalizing, you know, you are a cue, you are a temptation. It just makes it that much easier because, I mean, are you going to go and defeat yourself after you've literally verbally and physically pointed out something yeah, that's like, bad for you? Like Actually adding like that extra barrier and yeah. like boundary and then like it's harder for you to cross your own boundary once you've like vocalized it. Exactly. And, you know, previous to 75 hard, I may have still done it <laughs> because yeah, me too. I didn't have the goal, right? I would have probably waited five minutes forgotten about it and then be like mm, you know maybe i can just have a bite just a little of this just a little of that and then boom a sleeve of oreos is gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so 
For me, I feel like physically, my body feels tired. Like it feels, I wouldn't say weak. It just feels tired. Two 45 minute workouts a day is like a lot on my body that I'm not usually doing. But I'll actually give a tip at the end on how I like made it like okay and doable for myself. Mentally, I feel good. Not like a huge change there, but there were definitely times this week, like I went to a baby shower this last weekend where all of my favorite foodie friends were with all these amazing desserts from my favorite dessert shops. And I like couldn't, like I had to say no. And that was literal torture. <laughs> like I would have been fine just eating one bite. Like like if you could have told me just take one bite, I would have been like over the moon happy. But just knowing like I'm not doing no cheats, no compromises. It was like kind of empowering, but like super depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, it is just knowing that this will end. Mm-hmm gives me extra power. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. all the other diets I've tried has just been like, okay, I am not going to eat sugar or I'm going to do keto or I'm going to do low carb. And there's not like an end date. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is what I do now. <laughs> and that has never worked more than, I think I did keto for nine days. Sure, <laughs> I lost 13 pounds in nine days, but I felt sick and I hated it. And every day I was sitting there going, yay, more bacon, but no donuts, no cookies, <laughs> no this, no that. And I was like, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. But due to the fact that 75 hard is so holistic, it's just given me a lot of hope that's like, okay, this does have an end date. So if I do hate it, I can go eat garbage again later, but I I can feel myself starting to change and have a lot more hope for myself versus Mm -hmm. what we've done previous. Yeah. Okay. So now tell me and our, our listeners, which is probably going to be like three people, three people. Oh, that's pretty, (laughs) that's pretty generous to say three. My mom, my sister will listen to it once and then some random weirdo. I, I highly doubt it, but for our listeners, thank you for listening. Tell us, what your results have been so far. Yeah. Just very briefly. Yeah. So I'm down about three and a half pounds. Woo. I have been in love with my book that I've chosen. My first book is Atomic Habits. It I just feel like it pairs so well with this program because it's all about, it's not about just changing a habit. It's about really visualizing who you want to be. And... <laughs> You know, sounds inspirational. It is. It is. It's who you want to be. And then focusing on the system, not the outcome, because a system is just small little steps, small little changes that really get you to where you want to be. And it's been so helpful. It's provided me with so many tools as we've gone through this. So pick just a good, inspiring book. If you want recommendations, I have so many. Just message us in the app or whatever, and we'll get back to you. I don't know how people contact us for a podcast. I don't either. (laughs) So yeah, I feel good. I actually am kind of excited to work out and getting up early has been fantastic. I mean, it's not easy, but I'm kind of an early bird anyway. I'm definitely not. I'm very lazy. (laughs) For me, I have, I think I've lost a couple pounds, but like, I feel like my body, like looking at the pictures and like looking at myself in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I feel like a little tighter. Like I feel, I feel good and I'm not seeing anything drastic, but 
it feels like mentally like empowering to say like I have worked out for an hour and a half every single day for the last week, which is more than I've worked out in my whole life probably. So that's pretty exciting. Okay, next we'll talk about some of our tips and advice. So starting off our tips, honey, why don't you give everyone your tips for how you've been successful this last week? Okay, so we decided that we will give our tips based on each of the, I don't know what you call them, like categories. categories, tenants of the program. So the first one we'll do water. Water. My tips with drinking water. So I have a Stanley mug. It's 40 ounces. To get my 128 ounces, I have to drink three of those plus eight ounces. To get my water in, I have just put my Stanley cup full of water on my nightstand the night before. And then like basically from the minute I wake up, I drink water and I take it with me literally everywhere I go. If, even if I'm going down the street for five minutes, like dropping off the kids at school. I like have it in my hand at all times. And then I'm just like constantly sipping all day. The good part about the Stanley mug is that it has a straw. And so I find it way easier to drink water with a straw because it's like not, it's like mindless. Um, instead of like lifting up a jug, like and like tilting my head, it feels like less effort. And so when I'm working at my desk, I literally just hold my Stanley mug like on my stomach <laughs> have the straw in my mouth and I just drink the entire time I'm sitting and the only time I get up is to go to the bathroom which you have to go to the bathroom like what like every 20 minutes for me <laughs> like I swear I've gone to the bathroom more than ever in my whole life but doing it this way has allowed me to be done with my water by about like three or four o'clock which has been so nice because then I feel like okay now I can breathe now I can like drink whatever I want and I don't feel like pressure to chug water at 11 o'clock at night, which is like, like never do that. That's torture. It's horrible. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Get it done early if you yeah, can. That's a good yeah. And for me, um, I emptied out a milk jug and just filled it up with purified water. Lisa and I got a new system and <laughs> mm, we are enjoying it. I fill it up with purified water and put it in the fridge at night. And that is one thing for me. I have to drink Whatever I drink, it has to be cold. It has to be like cold, cold. And so having that jug in the fridge and then filling my, I have, you know, not a Stanley mug. I'm not as fancy as Lisa, <laughs> but I have a couple of tumblers that are like 30, 40 ounces. And I will just fill that to the brim with ice. And then anytime I need a drink, I'll just put more water from my jug in. And so I can just see the progress throughout the day and, and knowing that it's ice cold just helps me get it down. So that's really been helpful for me is just seeing the progress on the actual jug itself. Because I'm like, oh, look, I have like one tumbler left. I can do this. Bam. Yeah. I think something that's really hard for me with the water is I feel like drinking anything besides water is a huge sacrifice like before I'm done with my gallon. You know, usually throughout the day and the mornings, like I like making like a cup of tea or like using a little mixers or doing a little packet of, I don't, you know, those, those little drink mixes or like making a protein shake or not a protein shake, like a green smoothie or something like that. But I don't feel like I can drink any of that until after my gallon's done because that's very precious real estate in my stomach where I'm like, I have to get this water done. So that is like the hardest thing for me is like not having room for anything else. The water, like it kind of sucks, but as long as you do it, 
it's not too bad. I think the only time it gets hard is like on the weekends or like when you're really busy and you just don't, you can't like be drinking water the whole time you're doing an activity. Yeah. You can't just be carrying your mug around with you all day. You like, you know, those are definitely the harder times for sure. Yeah. I also like don't drink my water during our workouts because then I have to stop and go to the bathroom like twice. So, okay. That's the water. Next diet. Any diet tips? Yeah. Freaking point at it and say yell at it <laughs> yell at your no, your diet whenever no yeah whenever you're being tempted just point at it and yell at it just be like no i know it sounds silly i really do but i mean th- this was emphasized in the book i'm reading uh even on the japanese railway system I, when lisa and i went to japan and i used to live there i would see people you know the the people working at the stations pointing at things and saying things even though they weren't necessarily talking to anyone mm-hmm. they would just verbalize like oh i'm checking this gauge and oh i'm checking that this is all clear and i'm checking this i'm checking that and according to this book that i'm reading atomic habits it says that like incidents were reduced by a, a massive amount after they started this point and say method and so i've just started to do that for me like point at whatever you're going to do or whatever you're going to not do and say it out loud and <laughs> It literally is like killed my my craving or killed my desire to do that thing because I'm just like, now I can't, I'm not going to go back on my own words. So <laughs> yeah, that has been my number one diet tip that has helped me is literally pointing at your food and yelling at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not verbally abusing my, my meals, but <laughs> diet wise, I don't know, just find some things that you like foods that are delicious and good in the specific diet and also pick something that is doable. Like if you pick something super highly restrictive that you've never done before, like paleo and you don't have any of the ingredients, like, cause you have to use, you know, I don't know all the things about paleo, but you have to use paleo approved everything for that type of diet. So just make sure that it's something that's doable, but something that's also a challenge. What's Uh, next? Let's do book book okay. tips i've already talked about mine like a dozen times i know so this you go? this podcast is not sponsored by atomic habits <laughs> but if you have a great self-help book and you want to sponsor our podcast <laughs> give it to me and i will read it next and you can sponsor our next one there you go um i am reading dare to lead by Brene brown I lead a team of four people that work for me for my company and I'm constantly trying to be a better leader and a better manager because I read somewhere like people don't leave jobs, they leave bad bosses and I never want anyone on my team to leave. So if you're listening to this, don't ever leave me because I love them so much and I couldn't do life without them. So I've been reading that book and trying to just become a better leader. I would suggest just getting a book that is highly recommended or something that like speaks to you or something that's going to be interesting and easy to read. Don't pick like a 600 page nonfiction book about like the history of rocks or something. I don't know because that's like really boring, but find something that you're going to look forward to, something that you've maybe had on your shelf for a long time that you're like, oh yeah, I'll read that someday. Like this is the chance to read it. So read it. And I'd also say read it like early in the day if you can. I'm part of like the 75 hard Facebook group and so many posts I've seen 
have people who say, oh my gosh, I failed on day 60 something because I fell asleep on the couch reading my book and I didn't read my pages. And I'm like, oh, that would suck. So definitely get your pages done as early as possible because otherwise you have to start over. Yeah, totally agree. The one, the one day I push my pages to the end of the day if there's one thing that's going to put me to sleep faster than anything else <laughs> it's reading. is reading while laying down. Yeah. It's like, good night, I'm out. And and so I was really nervous that day. I was like, okay, just stay awake, just stay awake. Luckily, and this is my pro tip, I'm reading a really engaging book that I, I really enjoy. Um, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, honey. If you like hate your book 50 pages in, you can pick a new one. Can you? I don't know. I don't think you can. Can you not? All right. We'll do some research. We'll let you know on the next podcast. But yeah. if if not, don't do 10 pages a day. Do like 100 and get it done in like two or three days. That way you can find a better book. But pick a book that you're passionate about. And that is my pro tip. Yeah. And the book doesn't have to be a, like a self-help business book. It just has to be a nonfiction book that's going to like help you or like make your brain smarter. So it doesn't have to be... One of the books we're reading just so has to. If you're a be geologist, applicable. you could do the history of rocks. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. All yes, right. yes. Like I have a YouTube book that I want to read again, so I might read that for one of my books. Cool. Yeah. What's next? Um, the exercise. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay, exercise tips. Number one: do the first one outdoors early. Just get it done. Rain will come and it will go. And there's nothing like waiting till the very end of the day to do an outdoor workout when you're exhausted and when it's possibly raining or if you're in the winter snowing, just get it done first thing in the morning. It's it's just liberating to be like, boom, I got it done. I literally roll out of bed, say a prayer, brush my teeth, put on my workout clothes and go outside. And it's really helped me you know, be productive in the morning too, which has been awesome. That's good. I firm, <laughs> I am not a morning person. So despite my best efforts and my desire to be a morning person, I'm not there yet. Maybe by the end of the 75 days, I will be better. But for me, it's if you don't, if you fail the plan, you plan to fail. So you have to just plan it into your day into a time where, like, where it's going to work. So for me, it's been going out in the evenings after dinner and taking a walk. That has been primarily, yeah, I think it's pretty much been my um, daily outdoor workout. And that's the other thing when people say, oh my gosh, two 45-minute workouts, like that's impossible. But you have to remember, you're not doing two 45-minute hit sessions every day. Like it's not like powerlifting twice a day. You just have to do something to like move your body. So you can do yoga, you can do stretching, you can do something low impact, but just you have to get it done. That's like the main concept is you have to get it done no matter how inconvenient it is, no matter how uncomfortable it is, because the conditions are never going to be perfect in your life for anything, but you would just have to do it. So for me, that's just something I enjoy. And I think another tip is don't do something that at least for the first week, don't start out doing something where you're going to hate yourself later. Like the first day, I didn't want to do something that was going to wreck my body for the rest of the week. So I was like going to be sore and like ornery and like my body was going to be so sore I couldn't walk the next day. I wanted to just do like something doable and gentle. So then I wasn't going to hate my life. 
for yeah. the whole week. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And one thing that I did, like for my outdoor workout, I literally just did a 45-minute walk. That was it. I just did a 45-minute walk. Now that we're starting week two, today and yesterday, I started to add a little tiny bit of running. <laughs> and I hate running. I hate running so much. But... I can learn to like it and I want to learn to get better at it. And so instead of running for like 45 minutes, I ran for five minutes. And not only did I run for five minutes, but I ran for one minute, five times throughout that 45 minute walk. And so I would walk for four minutes, run for one minute, walk for four minutes, run for one minute. And yes, I mean, that's barely better than walking but it's progress and it's pushing myself a little bit harder. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. Like Lisa said, it's just being disciplined. Yeah, that is the yeah. main point is being disciplined. Yeah. I've been doing my, in, for my indoor workouts, I've been using my Peloton bike, which has been amazing um, because you're literally, the best thing about the Peloton is that you're strapped into the bike like you're literally locked into it so you can't move once you're on it and I really like that because if I'm like in front of the tv trying to like follow a workout but like the kids need me or like I get a notification or I don't know it's just like really easy to get distracted so I really like that and then I got a little attachment for my bike that swivels the screen so like the more the newer more expensive bikes have that built in but I just bought like a $20 attachment on Amazon and I swivel the screen out so then I can do like all the strength exercises and the stretch exercises on the ground in front of the bike. And that has been super, super helpful. I really, really like that. Also not sponsored by Peloton. Yeah, they should though. <laughs> they should. I'm a fan girl. So another tip with the exercise is to make sure that you're properly warming up and cooling down your body. Like stretches. For me, like I was using like our massage gun to like get all the kinks out of like my legs because they were super sore on like day two and three um stretching out my calves I was like had shin splints so making sure that you're like stretching properly and like taking care of it because if it breaks down like you're gonna fail so that is tips for workouts anything else that's great okay what's the next one we already did diet water workouts book progress picture progress picture do it early as well that is my pro tip. Like literally wake up, picture. Like I I either do it right before I leave for my workout or right when I get back. A, it's done. B, I'm thinnest in the morning. So it makes <laughs> me feel good, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I would I would agree. Just get it done earlier. And it doesn't have to be like super staged or posed. It's just like getting it done. So um, just getting it done early. And then something that has help me is this app that I downloaded. It's free. It's called Patterns. It's super simple. There's nothing like fancy about it, but it's like a habit tracker. So I just put in all the things that I was supposed to do and like I click them off as I do it every day. And I also um, made a chart, like a paper chart that's in my office where I have 75 days on all of the things, and then I do an X off of each of the things. Brett's Aunt Lori is the one that told me to do that. Like, have a physical paper that tells you, like, what, where, you, where you're at and what you're doing. Yeah, Lisa, you? Lisa made one for me, too, and I love checking that thing off. And what I do, too, is anything that 
can be checked off before I go to sleep, I check off. So workout number one, workout number two, a gallon of water, uh, taking a progress picture. But things like no cheating and keeping your diet, I mean, I could do very unconsciously 10 seconds before I fall asleep. So I typically check that one off the next morning when I wake up. I can't go to sleep unless it's all checked off. That's the planner person in me. I like checking things off. So this is a good program for anyone who likes to accomplish things. <laughs> yes. Um. Any other general tips from you? You know, if I were to just say any other general tip is a lot of positive self-talk. Like I know some people say, oh, that's cheesy. Oh, that's corny. Oh, that doesn't work for me. But fake it till you make it is real. And sometimes just taking it for 75 days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Oh, um, that's not positive self-talk. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. no, we got this. But sometimes just waking up in the morning and being like, I can do this. I am going to go work out right now. And instead of yelling at your food, you just say it verbally. Like you're about to go on a 45-minute walk, run, bike ride, whatever it is. You're going to say, I'm going to do this and it's going to be awesome. And even if you don't believe it at first... I mean, if that's who you want to become, just say it. Point at your food and yell at it. Point at your workout and yell at it. Do whatever you have to do to to just tell yourself you can do this. And lo and behold, the two of us, you know, workout haters, food <laughs> lovers, at least got eight days under our belt. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. I think it's actually pretty awesome. Like, I feel good just being like, yeah, like, I actually did do that. And for me... Failure is not an option. And so I'm excited to look in the mirror on August 6th and just say, dang, like I did that. And I'm going to be proud of myself for just accomplishing something. So hopefully I don't actually like accidentally take a bite of a brownie like in my nightmare <laughs> and, you know, just trudge on. Yeah. I'm excited for what's to come. Me too. Me too. So with that, I think we should close this thing out. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with our week two recap. Looking forward to seeing you then. Thank you all. Bye.